A new journey is starting today. I have put this on the back burner for so long and toyed around with the possibility of beginning a podcast. And I just decided to take the plunge and go for it. There's never going to be a perfect time to start this. There's never going to be a time when I feel ready or equipped enough or good enough. So I'm just going for it. So here we are. It's a Monday morning, almost the end of March of 2021. And I just have so much on my heart. It's almost like I don't even know where to begin. So there are parts of my story that I am able to share publicly. And then there are still parts that I have to tuck close to my heart and only share with um, trusted friends, mentors, counselors, etc. There are people that I have to um, consider when sharing my story. So I believe there is power in our stories. And I love the scripture that says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I believe there's so much power in sharing about the things that we've been through and the things that God has brought us through. So before we even go any further, I just want to give a little disclaimer that no matter how much we share in this podcast about abuse, uh, specifically when it comes to spiritual abuse, my disclaimer is always this, that God is good. God has been faithful and constant and loving to me all the days of my life. And if you're wrestling with that, if you aren't at that place, I completely can understand Because when it comes to spiritual abuse, so often God is used against us. His word is used against us. And the very things that were meant to protect us and to cover us become weapons that are used against us. So we will explore a lot of mindsets, a lot of twisting of scriptures, the way that things have been used against us that do not actually have anything to do with God's heart or his character. We will go um, and explore with some people who are more uh, biblically just ept. Is ept a word? If inept isn't a word, then is ept a word? I don't know. And I'm not even going to edit this, so that's going to be in here. People who understand the original language, the context, the history of God's word. So... Uh, Where I don't feel that that is something that I am super gifted in doing, Um, I have some amazing friends that can break down concepts such as bitterness and forgiveness and what our rights are. Um, And another big one that was used against me a lot is using the term um, picking up offenses. Well, Jesus Jesus came to speak out against oppression. He came to say to abusers, stop abusing. He came to say to us, if there's a wolf amongst you, you do not need to let them in your camp. He is the good shepherd who protected us from wolves. And when spiritual leaders are not protecting us from wolves or they themselves are wolves, there's a big, big problem So I am not going to ever, ever speak against God or against Jesus because he has been my faithful constant. He has been the one thing that has kept me alive and kept me sane through everything that I've experienced in my life. But I will not shy away from or back down from 
raising awareness about the realities of spiritual abuse. These things are happening and people are leaving relationship with God. They're running away from fellowship with their creator because of what man has done to misrepresent God. And my heart aches for that reality. My heart grieves over that. I once felt that I was supposed to be a bridge back to a specific religious institution. And now I understand that I have never been called to be a bridge to an institution. I am called to be a bridge to the person of Jesus Christ. That's a much easier bridge to gap. It's a much easier path to follow because God is perfect and Jesus came to this earth. He walked among us. He was tempted and tried and experienced every emotion that we can experience and yet he lived without sin. That is who I follow. That is who I want to emulate. That is who I want my life to be a reflection of. Not some religious institution that is flawed. Not some religious institution that beats people up instead of lifting them up. So as I share parts of my story with people, there are things from my childhood and things from my adulthood that are completely heart-wrenching and grievous. The things that I have experienced and survived, I often think about the reality of God's goodness and the miracle that I'm still here. There are moments when I just look up to heaven and I say, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for keeping me alive. Because when you put everything that I've been together, that I've been through in my life together, there is no logical reason that I would still be here. But God, God saw fit to keep me here. God saw fit to pull me up out of the pit. God saw fit to redeem me, rescue me, save me, open my eyes and put people around me who began to help me see the truth about who I am, the truth about what I've walked through and experienced. And now I have a burning passion in my heart to reach back into that same fire that I have come from and pull other people out. So this podcast is going to be filled with hope and healing, the stories of people who have been in that fire, who have been rescued out of that fire. I have so many people in my life who I would call heroes and cheeros. So many men and women who have faced adversity, who had faced darkness, who have faced abuse of every kind, and they are still here to live and tell about it. And not only that, <laughs> they want to help others live to tell about it. So on Facebook, I have a special group that I created It's called Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. This group originally began as Held and Healed Christian Christian Women Rebuilding After Abusive Marriages, but I decided to drop off the last part because there are so many women who don't even know that they're living in abusive marriages. So many women, especially in the faith community, who are just living one day in and out, barely getting through, keeping their head above the water, keeping the kids alive, and they don't even know that the things they're experiencing on the daily 
are abusive and destructive. And so I dropped off the last part because I thought, you know what, if you've had childhood abuse, if you've experienced um, other forms of abuse within the church, within the faith community, you don't even know yet that you're in an abusive marriage, come into this group and learn and glean and then maybe your eyes will be open to see, oh my gosh, that's abuse? So remember that abuse is more than broken bones and bruises. And I challenge you, um, whoever you are, whether you are a woman who thinks maybe I am in that place right now, or you are someone who loves women and you believe that they are in dangerous situations, familiarize yourself with the power and control wheel. I cannot say enough about that resource, the power and control wheel. Just Google it. It'll pop right up. Print that bad boy off and look at that as a reference. It talks about mental and emotional and verbal abuse. It talks about using children as a weapon and this term parental alienation that has just recently become a term that I'm familiar with. Oh, that one's a doozy. (laughs) When children are used against the other parent as a weapon, oh, that's a heartbreaking reality for too many people. It talks about using finances as a weapon and as an abuse of power, using the male dominance as a weapon. Um, I can't off the top of my head think of all the things that are on the power and control wheel, but we will be exploring that more and more. Uh, Right now, I'm just speaking from my heart. I have no notes. I'm just doing this uh, from my heart. But yeah, get, get familiar with the power and control wheel. It will blow your mind, and all of a sudden, you will realize there are things that are going on in my life or in the lives of people that I love that are not acceptable behaviors. We'll also talk about the differences between a difficult marriage, a disappointing marriage, and a destructive marriage. If you're familiar with Leslie Vernick, she did an amazing um, teaching in an abuse advocacy academy that I am certified in, and she just broke down all the differences between disappointing and difficult marriages versus destructive. Every marriage has disappointments. Every marriage has um, difficulties, but not every marriage is destructive. And something I would like to say right out of the gate is if you are in a marriage that's destructive, where the elements of the power and control wheel are at play, where there is abuse, where there is serial adultery, where there is addiction, where there is abandonment, you do not want to be in marriage counseling. Marriage counseling with an abuser in a destructive relationship is dangerous. It's just not wise and it's downright unethical. And some people are stunned when they hear that. I was stunned when I heard that the first time, but it makes a lot of sense because anything that is shared in that counseling session can and will be held against her. Let me add another disclaimer here (laughs) because people come at me with this a lot. Do I know that abuse can happen from a female to a male? Of course I do. But my mission and my focus and the, the calling that is on me is to advocate for women. I know that there are men out there, even women out there who advocate for the men. But for me, I have to keep my focus on the women 
and that's where I speak from. But you can flip anything around. If you are in an abusive situation and you are a man and you are being abused by a woman, you can flip the same concepts around and apply them. But when I'm speaking, I'm using the pronouns of she and her as the survivor and he and him as the abuser. That's not meant to be offensive to anyone. That's just coming from my history, my story, my background, and for the many, many women that I walk with and talk with throughout every week. So I thank you so much for taking time to be with us, um, taking time to check this out. This is a new adventure for me, but I feel that God has called me to use my voice to speak up. And if one woman hears my voice and one woman realizes that she has value and worth and that she is held and she can be healed, it's worth this. I know it is scary to put yourself out there and there are parts about this that I am not excited about, but I am willing. I'm willing to put myself out there if it means that one woman or a hundred women or a thousand women begin to see their value and see their worth and understand that that's not God. God did not abuse her. God did not accuse her. God did not shame her. God did not blame her. God did not call her to stay in a situation that is harmful. If you are a survivor of sexual abuse, if you are a survivor of domestic violence, if you are a survivor of spiritual abuse, this is a place where you are going to hear from some amazing people who are fighting for your freedom. I had a really interesting thing happen to me yesterday. Um, there's a woman that I reached out to in 2014. And I had heard her story. She's a survivor of sex trafficking, human trafficking. And her story gripped me and her story broke my heart. And I asked God, how do we stand up for the long haul for women who have come through and children and men who have come through the hell of human trafficking? How do we do more than just parade them across the stage and share their story and have this sensationalized, they were there and here they are now? How do we enter into the muck the muck. I heard one group of um, survivor advocates say it takes 365 days to get to the starting line. You have to show up 365 days over and over and over again with people who have survived this hellish reality just to show them and prove to them that you're going to stick it out. 365 days to the starting line. Most people don't get past two days or three days or a month of standing by a survivor, much less 365 days. So it became the, the cry of my heart, God, just help me. Help me to be one of those long-haul people. And I was in the middle of my own stuff at the time too. So you got to bear that in mind. Now, seven years later, yesterday, I got into a conversation with the same woman that I had reached out to in 2014. She had recently seen a post of mine 
and commented on on my public page and I just got from her her post that she was probably coming through some abuse herself even more recently and so I invited her into our held and healed group and she's been commenting and liking things and yesterday we had a conversation through messenger that blew my mind and what an amazing woman she is what a powerful story she has and this woman who has survived so much horrific reality, so many horrific realities, she was thanking me for the resources that I've compiled in Held and Healed. And I was just humbled by the fact that I could be some small part of her healing journey. And then this woman called me, little me, she called me an abolitionist. And I thought, wow. Wow. I wouldn't have seen myself as that. You know, I'm not the one going into these places and breaking up trafficking rings and bringing people out of that fire and into a place of safety. Or am I? And I think about all of you who are listening right now who maybe are still in that fire or some of you who are maybe on the fire but still watching the fire or some of you who are far removed from the fire and the singe and the smell of the fire off of you and you're experiencing healing and you're like what's next for me and I call you I call you to be a voice for the voiceless I call you to reach back into that fire and pull out the women the men the children who are still burning up in the reality of abuse, God has saved us and redeemed us for a reason. We're not just here so that we can say, I survived that. We're here so we can reach back into the fire and pull out the ones who are still burning up. And there are many. So, so many. And I just thanked God that I could be a part of, of someone else's healing. And I also remember about that same time, about 2012, 2013, someone spoke into my life, something that I've come back to many, many times. And she said, Heather, I can appreciate that you want to raise awareness about human trafficking. This is a reality for many. This is an atrocity. This is something that breaks the heart of God. Like we could all agree upon that. And she said, but I want to challenge you with something else. She said, spiritual abuse is just as vile in God's eyes. Abuse is abuse. And when it is coming from the hands and the voices of someone who is standing on a platform or behind a pulpit, who is using God's word and God's nature and God's character to hurt someone else, is that not almost worse? Because those people should know better. Those people are actually using God to hurt people. And I thought, wow, abuse is abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, abuse against children, abuse of the mind, the emotions. It's all abuse and it all does damage. So we are here to take a stand. We are here to say enough is enough. We are here to say, if you are someone who carries a position of power and control over other people, especially in the realm of a spiritual leader. 
If you use that power to hurt other people, that's not okay. Jesus calls those people wolves. And I am not okay to sit and watch the sheep around me, people that I love dearly, be devoured by wolves. One reality that came to me years and years ago is Jesus speaks so much about wolves. He calls abusers wolves and vipers and whitewashed tombs. He did not mince words. I'd like to kind of think about what he might use in today's language. But wolves is a pretty strong word. And Jesus said, have nothing to do with them. But far too often, the church tells women and children to go home and live with them. The church tells wives to go home and sleep with wolves who are destroying them, their bodies, their minds, and their spirits. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus described wolves, and then he said, have nothing to do with them. When will we as the body of Christ, when will we as the representation and the church of Christ, when will we take that stand? I know there are churches that do, and I am grateful for them, but they are few and far between. And if you're interested as a spiritual leader, if you're interested in becoming a safe church for victims, a safe church for survivors, a safe church where women, children, men who have been abused can come and find true shelter. There are so many great resources that I can point you to. Feel free to reach out to me at heather-elizabeth.com. I had to put the dash in there. The heather-elizabeth.com was already taken. So heather-elizabeth.com. Reach out to me at my website. If you scroll to the bottom of the page, you can find a contact me button and you can send me a message via email. And I would love to connect you with resources. Resources that will train you to become a safe place for these people to land. And I am just passionate myself about being a safe place for people and then also calling leaders. Because people can be well-meaning And still do a lot of damage. A lot of damage. I believe that so many of the people that spoke over me um, during my journey, I believe that they meant well. But what they spoke over me, the advice and the quote-unquote counsel that they gave me was destructive. And it re-traumatized me. Everything that had happened in my home was hard. (laughs) Hard. But then what the church did on top of it re-victimized me, re-traumatized me, shamed and blamed me for someone else's sins, someone else's horrific behaviors. And I was constantly feeling that it was my responsibility to change someone else. But that's not my responsibility. God has given each one of us free will. And with that free will, people make good choices or bad choices but it is not the victim's fault ever ever there's nothing that you have done ever that makes you deserving of someone's fist going into your face someone's hand going across your face someone speaking 
aggressive words over you, someone sexually abusing you, there's nothing that you have done or will ever do that makes you deserving of that kind of treatment. So if you believe that you're worthy of that, I am here to be one voice and many to say you do not deserve that. It is not your fault. And one thing I say to the ladies when they join Held and Healed is I want every woman to know that we see you, we hear you, we believe you. Those are words that I don't think I ever heard spoken over me in the darkest, darkest places where I was. And the value of being seen, heard, and believed can be a life-changing difference for many, many people. So let's take the time to see people. Let's take the time to listen to people. And let's definitely take the time to believe them and trust them. So I feel like this has been just one long, long ramble. And when I go back and listen to it again, I may or may not love it. But it's done. It's started. A new chapter has begun today. And I thank you to anyone who has taken the time to listen to this. And again, welcome women of the faith. Um, Even if you don't consider yourself a Christian, but you're open to hearing about the the true representation of who God is. Not some warped, twisted, abusive, patriarchal, misogynistic view of God. That's not what we're here to promote. But if you are a Christian woman who's rebuilding after abuse, or if you are a woman who loves women and wants to be a better, a better people helper of those women, please join us at Facebook, Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. In time, I will have all these resources organized on my website, so bear with me as we um, just continue this journey and get more efficient, but It's a place where you can come and learn. I have guides, over 20-some guides organized with resources that have helped me on my journey. And I just know it will be valuable for you. So let's begin our journey together of Held and Healed. Look forward to uh, introducing you to some amazing, amazing people that I love and that I respect who are just doing a mighty, mighty work for the kingdom, for healing people, for advocating, for counseling, just amazing warriors who are a part of my life and you are going to get to learn from them as well. So thank you and we'll see you next time on this podcast. Bye-bye.